are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hello, welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Sean McGuire here. Been doing the show for about five years or so, and we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to, to listen to us. And this week we're talking about healthcare uh, planning and retirement for seniors. And uh, we're with Stuart Sloan, president of SIG Consulting. But we have a, uh, a wonderful caller on the phone. Betty uh, has some comments and questions for us. Uh, Stuart uh, is on as well. Betty, welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. How's it going today? Pretty good. Thank you. What's on your mind today? Okay. I am 68 years old. I am a very healthy woman, and I, I eat healthy. I drink a lot of water. I take good supplements, and uh, I don't drink alcohol. But I do have something called dry eye syndrome, and uh, it's been coming on now since 2008. I have gone to several eye doctors. They've all given me kind of different answers, and it is now I've gone to a very wonderful doctor, and he he's a cornea specialist. He said, my left cornea is almost gone, and the right one is dotted with lesions. He said, well, which is just dry eye. Okay, dry eye is turning into an epidemic in this country. They prescribe, he prescribed me a medication that I cannot afford. It is 500 a month. And then there is a lesser expensive one, which is essentially the same formula, only it takes a couple more months to get into your system. It's around 200 to 300 a month. And I all week have been searching and searching for discount plans and they're not much less, 432 a month. Um, what I would like this man, this very nice man today, to talk about is all the, the medications that are the cheapest in this country are generic tier one and two for seniors. When you get into the real important medications, like the life-saving medications, they're not covered, Mm -hmm. tier three and four. And so now I'm working with my Part D insurance, and they're going to, they faxed yesterday to my doctor uh, a form. He's going to fax it back. He did agree he would work with them, and they're going to make a decision and send me a letter next week telling me, whether they're going to knock this down to a lower tier. But otherwise, I may end up not being able to afford anything. And we may have to go get this other eye medication through Canada, which is substantially lower. Mm. And this is a very bad dilemma for seniors is, the really important medicine we can't afford. Nobody can afford 500 a month. I mean, we're just average people in retirement. My husband's a retired teacher. I'm retired from CenturyLink. 
and I mean, I had a good job. My husband had an excellent job. He was a teacher with OPS, and he was independent. And I mean, we've done everything right, and now we're just scared, and we're trying to go through our budget. And what can we eliminate? What can we eliminate? What can we eliminate? And it's 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 really sad. Yeah. And that's really all I wanted to say. If you could include this either in a future show, I know yeah, I your time constraint, but just help us out with this part D. This is what's screwing seniors. Well, Betty, thank <clears throat> you so much for your time and for your courage, and we appreciate you uh, sharing your story with us. Um, Stuart, do you have any thoughts uh, for Betty as as uh, you listen? <clears throat> yeah, I do. Um, hers is not an unusual story, but again, it's something that I hear quite frequently, and, and there are millions of people that are in her situation. Getting, to, uh, I'm not a physician. I, I've been in the insurance business for 44 years, so let me attempt to attack uh, what she has been through, what she's facing, and offer just you know some uh, a few comments. Some of the uh, the pharmacy companies have a, uh, a a pharmacy assistance program uh, that that perhaps based upon your incomes uh, you may qualify for. What your Part D vendor is doing for you is the right thing, which is trying to get uh, a waiver so that uh, the cost will be dropped a couple of tiers. Uh, we find a lot of folks in her situation that are either uh, tier four, tier five uh, uh, drugs with the same pricing she's experienced. Uh, that's one way to get around it, which is to have your Part D vendor apply for a waiver. The other thing is, uh, and I just attended a uh, a seminar about two weeks ago. There's something called medical tourism. And uh, both their, their procedures, the potential procedures she's facing, and also uh, drugs that are available, uh, and particularly from, uh, I mentioned to her, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is a trust territory of the United States, so it's considered in-country. might be something she'd look at if her medical condition has gotten to the point where she really needs the surgery uh, that she's potentially contemplating. Uh, for the for the situation that she's she's dealing with, so those are just uh, some things that come to mind uh, based upon you know what I know and and in dealing with clients mm-hmm. similar to her situation. Well, I really hope that um, that uh, letter comes through because uh, it's just a sad that uh, so many folks are are struggling with these things and these pharmaceutical costs have just gotten out of control lately, haven't they? It's it's just really well, and the problem is that, uh, again, you're not going to see the pharmacy companies dropping their coverage, uh, I mean, their, their costs, uh, and uh, hepatitis C drugs, uh, very similar in class uh, to what she's having to take, uh, is, again, very costly in costs, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere from 500 to, uh, to almost $750, you know, per, uh, you know, per incident. So it's it's very expensive. I you know my heart goes out to her because I know there's a large uh, population out there with with a similar situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what other kind? You've identified some areas where some medical help is available. Do you have any other uh, options or uh, suggestions? Um, those are the ones that are obvious to me because I've dealt with them for clients before. Mm-hmm. 
Um, those would be the main ones, Sean. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let's uh, shift gears to um, uh, another topic, which is uh, concierge medicine uh, and Medicare. Maybe a, a way to uh, cover some gaps. Do you think the two work well together? Yes, and I'm living proof of that because I have both Medicare and also concierge care. And basically what's happening uh, in the shift, a lot of um, independent physicians are now joining hospital groups uh, and or they're joining these concierge practices uh, all over the country. Essentially what the, uh, the primary care physician has done is to join a concierge practice uh, which is nationwide, and the program uh, to their their uh, their clients costs anywhere from 150 to uh, about 175 dollars per month. Uh, but it gives you uh, the type of care that that we saw in the good old days. In other words, the doctor spends more time with the patient. They monitor uh, not only their meds but also. Uh, also the medical treatments that they should have. Uh, there's no additional help there for prescription drugs uh, beyond the conversation we just had. But that's where concierge practice works well for, uh, you know, for Medicare you know, patients working along with Medicare. So would this, to give listeners a visual of this concierge medicine, would it, was it that Dr. Weatherby? Does that sound familiar? The, is that kind of how it is? They go around and... Uh, with the the uh, doctor's bag and and check on people is it no is it? no that's that's really not what it is it's it's a medical practice that's decided to limit their practice to about six hundred patients. Okay. Most of these physicians have been in practice for many many years. They have two three four five six thousand patients. So normally under an HMO or a POS scenario, they get to spend no more than fifteen minutes with that patient because that's all they can afford to spend. In a concierge practice, there's more concentrated time with the patient. The patient is seen on a quarterly basis for for a complete checkup with all type of tests that are associated with that. It's a more closer monitoring of the patient than what perhaps they've been accustomed to in whatever they had before this. So do you think more doctors are going to go into concierge medicine? Yes, I do. Okay. So do you think that will leave a coverage gap for people? Well, again, it it, uh, it it creates a gap in terms of those that can afford this extra service versus those that can't. I guess that would be the answer to that, Sean. And how much was that again? On average? It ranged, depending upon where you are, uh, it, it ranges anywhere from 150 to $175 a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but you get four visits out of the deal, huh? In, in well, the... it's not only four visits. You, you get four concentrated visits, you're, you're basically seeing your physician on a quarterly basis. Uh, all A battery of tests uh, is run during that period of time. There's more monitoring uh, than goes on in, you know, in, in, a normal, uh, in a normal patient-physician relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, more people are going to start doing that if they, if they have the means to do it, um, especially as they yeah. age. Probably so. would make more sense to to look at doing like something like that, especially because mm-hmm. they could maybe catch things like diabetes and 
um, other things before it gets uh, and catch it and catch it earlier. Yeah, that's what I'm and bring it under control. Exactly before it gets out of control and they show up in the emergency room, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially uh, an example of what why our system is so messed up right now. Any other on the on this um, line of you know of conversation? Uh, before we take a time out, uh, Stuart? Yeah, I think in general, you know, the whole tenor of this conversation today, Sean, I think you'll find most seniors, uh, as as this young lady shared with us, they try to do the right thing. They watch their meds. They go for treatment. They try to monitor their health. And most, the reason why you're seeing uh, greater longevity today in our population, in an aging population, is people are taking better care for you know for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And then also too, I mean, we just have these these new treatments that that are game changing, but they're just quite expensive. So we just got to mm-hmm. figure out we got to figure out a way to uh, I guess walk the line where it works for everybody. I know it's mm-hmm. difficult, but that's why I think we need to be looking at these issues every single year. And one of the reasons why we monitor these things every week on America's Healthcare Challenge. And uh, you can get these segments if, if you want uh, want this segment and others. And we're certainly going to make sure to get this segment out there because it's incredibly important. You can find them on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge is the best uh, place to, to find them. And uh, we're going to start putting them on iTunes as well. So if you've got an, uh, a device, uh, you can start getting those right when they when they come out. And so with Stuart Sloan, and my name is Sean McGuire, and we're uh, taking on um, the uh, challenges in Medicare and uh, those things for seniors. When we come back, uh, we've got a hypothetical question for you. I'm going to the hospital for an elective surgery. Where can I find help with comparing costs for doctors, hospitals, suppliers, and others? We'll give you that answer when we return right after this.